All right, welcome everybody to Respawn Please Podcast, the weekly video game podcast where two dub dubs come together to talk about thick video games. I'm your host, Jesus, and with me, as always, is L. L, how's it going? Hey, I'm doing well, you know, just hanging out here on a, I'm so happy that it's Friday. And uh, other than that, I'm doing well. How about you? I, you know, I'm alive and I'm here. I, <laughs> it's, it's the final days of spring break for me. Uh, for those who don't uh, know, I am a prof- college professor in the daytime and we've been on spring break and, you know, I've enjoyed this week of freedom. It's been relatively quiet. I've been playing a lot of video games, mainly just World of Warcraft. Uh, uh, but then Wednesday, oh, Wednesday, yeah. you and I on the stream <laughs> dived into a little game called Sons of the Forest. Yeah. And that's pretty much all I've been doing. Ah. Since we played it on Wednesday, <laughs> I am addicted to Sons of the Forest. I love that game. The game is fun. Nice. But that's basically been my week is me dreading going back to school next week and then playing Sons of the Forest. I did take a break today, uh, multiple mm-hmm. breaks today to play Resident Evil 4. Oh, yeah. I heard great uh, things. It dropped today. And we'll talk about it mm-hmm. here in a second. And then I've been, of course, been playing Diablo Beta. Um, Diablo oh, Beta yeah. started back up, the open world. Uh, so play it, L, so you can get a free, so you can, one, see if you like it. And two, oh, yeah. if you get to level 20, you get a little cool backpack puppy that's oh. cool for your character to run around with. A little cosmetic backpack with a puppy in it. It's adorable as all hell. Nice. Um, uh, play the Necromancer class. Necromancer OP as fuck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All you got to do is summon a couple skeletons and then just sit back and let the skeletons do all the work. And, uh, well, then you have to run away if something like gets past the skeletons. But oh, the skeletons gotcha. would do all the work for you. So <laughs> Nice. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about the Diablo beta in a little bit. We'll talk about Resident Evil. There's so much to talk about. But before we get into that, L, what have you been playing? What you've been consuming this week? What you, oh, yeah. What you've been doing? Consuming so, makes it sound like I'm asking if you've been like doing I, drugs I or something. <laughs> yeah. So if you've been doing uh, that, don't answer that question. <laughs> no. Um. I, so what I've been playing, of course, I've been playing Overwatch 2 a little bit. Um. I told you this. Uh. I think yesterday or the day. Or no, it's probably on Wednesday stream. Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where I told you I made it finally to plat. I got to plat <gasps> and I just there was like confetti that fell from the sky and I was like whoa and then I was like okay back to normal but yeah. um I was so. I've been having fun that, and I can tell I've gotten way better. Um, but uh, but it's, you know, still fun. Still love the game. So I've been playing Overwatch two, played a little Vampire Survivors, of course, Sons of the Forest with you, Slay the Spire, mm-hmm. and I want to say what else have I? There's like one more game I felt like I'm missing, I, but I can't put my finger on it. Um, I think that actually might be it. Oh no, sorry, Grand Theft Auto three, uh, yeah, the definitive Auto. edition. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, congratulations. Congratulations <clears throat> on Overwatch. Um, I think this is a good time to announce that I've retired from Overwatch. Um, <laughs> I've, I'm never going to play it again. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> I am. Um, I'm done. Um, uh, we may play it occasionally. I don't know. Of course. If you convince yeah. me. But I'm done. I'm done. I'm never going back to Overwatch. I've, I've, I've realized that. <laughs> hilarious yeah like because i don't like playing it by myself and then you and you and blitz and little dove well, i guess you and mainly you and blitz just you know you ran off and left me behind i'm like whatever <laughs> fine I'm i understand still, <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying to bring dps up to gold because i'm actually so i'm venturing into the dps realm now and so like i'm i'm in gold which is all right which is how it was with support but um i want my dps to get into plat because yeah uh yeah i've actually enjoyed that a lot more lately than playing uh support so yeah i even thought about going tank plat you know we'll we'll see 
Yeah. Well, you know, the the season ends soon, right? It ends in April, yeah. right? Yep, yeah. end in April, and they're uh, going to get started for the next season. So a lot of yeah. stuff coming. There's going to be a new support in the next season, right? Yeah, new support. Uh, and then some... Oh yeah, I, it's gonna be cool. I, I can't wait to see the next support character. See what see what they uh, bring. Nah. Yeah, nice. what does you been mean, playing? Uh, oh. d- well, does that mean because you're plat and I'm gold? Does that mean we can't play together? Like if you get no, higher in plat, no, we can still play together. Um, it. I think that as long I think we're we'll probably be close to each other as far as like even though depending where you are in gold, there's like five ranks if I remember yeah. correctly. I'm gold um, five, I believe. Gold five. Okay. And I think I'm only, I think I'm plat five. So that's like right before going back to gold. And so like, I just broke in, um, or I might be plat four. I can't remember, but, um, you, we will be able to play together. Um, what'll just happen is that we'll just, they'll tread the system. We'll try to find other people that are, you know, close to our, um, SR or whatever. Um, and so that'll happen. But I learned, this is random, I'm going on tangent, but what I learned is that supposedly when you play Overwatch with people and you group up, supposedly it's more punitive on your SR when you're grouped up with people. Because most of the time what happens is you're playing with other people who are grouped up as well, versus if you were to play by yourself. And so it's very interesting. I don't know why they do it like that, but I think it's so, to prevent people from I, like so what just you're telling me through. is I've been holding you back. <clears throat> no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they said that in groups, Overwatch is going to be more difficult to play when you're grouped up than it would be if you were alone. Okay. Um, just because the system, I think, has to work a little harder to find other people that are also grouped up in the same range and the same um, tier. And, uh, and so what they noticed because they did some sort of development uh, developer update where they were saying that w- if people who group up, w- it's fine. But if you're in competitive grouped up, it your SR, you're constantly going to go v- either very high up or you're going to go very high down. And it's just going to be a, a bigger drastic change every time you win or lose. And so okay. It's, okay. it's crazy. All right. Well, never going to play again. There we go. <laughs> 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 um what i've been what playing though been playing? For, yeah. Uh, yeah sorry <laughs> no that's what you've been playing i no, have been playing it. i've been playing world of warcraft uh, of course love that love it. world of warcraft uh sons of the forest um Diablo of course and resident evil 4 today that's basically all i've been playing i haven't really done anything other than those games uh nice. a lot. it's it's been mostly world of warcraft i'm trying to think did i play anything else I started playing Borderlands just because I was bored. Borderlands is uh, a good Borderlands is similar to uh, like how I feel about Diablo. Uh, this uh-huh. is not, not this is not for Diablo Four. This is just in general Diablo. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just a good like turn your brain off, turn on a podcast, listen uh, to podcasts. Like nothing is super serious in Borderlands. You know, you just running, gunning, shooting things, getting loot, yeah. all that stuff. Like you don't need to <laughs> focus on a story or anything really. Um, yeah, it's just. Good gold old fashioned shooting and getting loot. And then so it's a good little thing. So I started doing that and I mean, I don't know. I think it's more or less because like <laughs> last weekend I was like nonstop head over heels deep into uh Diablo last weekend. And so mm-hmm. when Diablo the beta ended on Monday, I was mm-hmm. like, Man, I just I need that Diablo itch. I need that Diablo itch. I could have played Diablo uh... three or Diablo two, but for some reason I went with Borderlands. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. I could have just gone to Diablo two or three. Instead, I went to the Borderlands. 
made just the fresh things up. So I played a little bit of that and it was fun. It's fun. Diablo, nice. or, uh, Borderlands is fun. Are you are you nice. a Borderlands player? Um, I played, I think, one, but I never finished it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I never got super into it um, when it first came out. I tried to because I think there were times, you know, when um, Xbox was doing those free games every other month or something like that. Yeah, it was Games of Gold. Borderlands. Yeah, Games of Gold. I think Borderlands either one or two, they were giving it away and I got it for free and I was like, oh, I should play this. And I started and I was like, eh, just yeah. never finished it. And so. Yeah. It's understandable. Nice. The um, if it, Borderlands is such a weird game because like if you don't vibe with the humor, then it's hard to oh, really yeah. get past some of the like. Because let's be real, the gameplay the gameplay itself fairly simple and straightforward. Not anything mm-hmm. too yep. exciting. It doesn't like revolutionize first person shooters or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And then like it's just good. It does it well, and it's just fun. Anyways, but the humor is a big <laughs> like barrier for a lot of people. I know a lot of people find claptrap annoying as hell. Oh yeah, it's it's like for clap. That's gonna say that claptrap. What I've noticed when it first came out, a lot of people it was either you love claptrap or you hate claptrap. Yeah, it was just because of like the humor and stuff, and so it just um, depended. So I I always heard nobody was in the middle. It was always like, oh, I think this is hilarious, or they were like, I hate this robot. Kill him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was in the camp of liking claptrap for a, for a while, and now like when I like recently when I when I started playing this week. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, Claptrap, just cut the fuck away. <laughs> Stop talking to me. <laughs> I was just like, Claptrap, I don't need you to talk to me. Just go away. And so that's hilarious. But back at the back of the day, when <laughs> when it first came out, I was all on board for Claptrap because uh, Borderlands One came out in like 2008, 2009, somewhere around there. Wow. And so that's I was a crazy. young, I was a young, dumb 19, 18 year old. <laughs> wow. <laughs> loved uh, loved Claptrap. And now, it, it, you know, I'm 33 and I'm still a young, dumb <laughs> idiot, but I do not like Claptrap that much anymore. But I think because my, my patience has gone oh. gone down. Gotcha. My tolerance? I, I don't that. know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I to guess. describe it. It's, it's funny. You talking about Borderlands actually reminded me that I was thinking about going through and replaying the Outer Worlds because they just dropped a Spacious uh-huh. Choice uh, thing. Yeah. It's like revamped mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. And so... I was like, oh, this might be cool because I really love that game. That game's amazing. Oh, yeah. um, pretty pretty good. Uh, uh, what's it called? Role-playing, I don't know what kind RPG. of type. RPG. It's R- yeah, It's just an RPG. There you go. Uh, it's super fun, but anyway. Yeah. It is by Obsidian. Uh, they Obsidian created Outer Worlds. They also created New, uh, Fallout New Vegas, which people ah, say yes. is the best Fallout. I don't know if I agree with that. I, Interesting. Granted, Fallout's never been a big, big series for me. Um, yeah i like the fallout games but yeah Um, yeah yeah. for yeah for some reason this is random going on another tangent fallout i played fallout 3 because that's the one that had liam neeson in it if i remember correctly yep yep. he he was your dad that's right and um i played that for a little bit but the combat's not bad i just remember at first not understanding you know how sometimes when you enter in like a com- combat mode where it kind of slows down and you're aiming you mean, to where you want to shoot use the correct term it's called vats okay oh excuse me vats vats um, okay vats <laughs> it, it didn't like just like stick with me because i was like i want fast action just doom doom just b- buildings blowing up or just whatever and so at first yeah. i was like oh, i couldn't get into it um never finished it but yeah. um i've always tried to go back and play it because I'm starting to like more like RPG games like that. And so I'm like, yeah. well, maybe I'll like it this time. Yeah. And I just need to finish it and play through. 
Yeah, I mean, if you like if you like uh, Outer Worlds, then you'll probably like Fallout. I mean, they're yeah. very similar in terms of like the open world, stru- the way their open world is structured, and just like the way their narratives are structured and stuff like that. They're fairly similar. I mean, it, uh, it makes sense because Obsidian worked on Fallout New Vegas. Yeah, um, so it makes sense. And I mean, obviously, you probably don't want to play Fallout seventy six. Oh yeah, because Fallout seventy six is that. It's not an MMO, it's but it's sort of like an MMO. Anyways, it's not yeah. important. Um, anyway. <laughs> but yeah. Oh, man. I was about to say something else and I forgot. Oh, and uh, Obsidian also made uh, South Park Stick of Truth, if you ever played that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they, made, they did not make uh, Fractured But Whole, but they did make Stick of Truth. So. Nice. Interesting. Um, yeah, they're going to... The Obsidian's making another uh, Outer Worlds, Outer Worlds 2, and they're also making... Ooh. I want to say... Making another RPG, and I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Avowed, I believe it's Avowed. 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 Nice. I think that's right. Here, I'm going to look it up real quick. Avowed. Uh, yep, it's Avowed is being published, by, developed by Obsidian Entertainment. So, for the Xbox Series X and S and PC. So, nice. There you go. But we've rambled on long enough about video games. Let's talk about... <laughs> well, I guess we're still going to talk about video games. But let's yeah. talk about <laughs> Resident Evil 4 Remake. So, I have a review roundup. And then I'm going to talk about my brief experience as well so far with it. But let's start with the review roundup. Over on IGN, Tristan Ogilev gave it a 10 out of 10. Um, and this is from IGN, from the art, from their review. Whether you're a fan of the original or a newcomer with hark- with a hearkening for some action-heavy horror or of the highest quality, Resident Evil 4 is like a parasite-riddled Spaniard. <laughs> I'm confused by this statement. (laughs) Okay, let me rephrase this. Resident (laughs) Evil 4 is like a parasite-riddled Spaniard. A total no-brainer. I still don't understand what what they're trying to say. Oh, okay. I see what they're saying, but that first part of the sentence caught me off guard. I was like, whoa. Yeah. I still don't think I understand. My reading comprehension, not good. (laughs) How am I a teacher? Uh, Anyways, its combat is friction-free, but no less stress-inducing. Thanks to a ferocious cast of creatures, its story rapidly shuttles through a series of action scenes that are diverse in structure, but uniformly unwavering in intensity. And And its world is rich in detail and full of fun and often snarling surprises. Its improvements often... Its improvements over the original are too numerous to list, from simple quality of life changes to completely overhauled boss fight mechanics. And with the exception of the disappointingly diminished personality of the merchant, the team at Capcom has barely put a foot wrong. I like how they highlight that, you know, the, yeah. the merchant was the, was, yeah. you, what are you what buying? Are you buying? What, what, are you what are you buying? What are you buying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, over on Game Informer, Blake Hester gave it a 9.5 out of 10, saying the Resident Evil 4 remake is about everything I could have wanted. But importantly, it doesn't overwrite its predecessor. If anything, this new version reinforces why the original Resident Evil 4 is a game people should still seek out, play, or at least watch and learn about. But as a love letter to one of the greatest games of all time, as a new historical artifact that reinforces why the source material was so landmark in the first place, this new trek through Spanish through a through the Spanish countryside is a good is as good as it gets and makes the a great game that much better. And then this is one of the lower scores, and I was interested in bringing this up too. Mm-hmm. Um, over on PC Gamer, Rich Staten gave it an eighty out of hundred, saying, "If Resident Evil 4 Remake was an original standalone title, it would be a good game indeed." Anyone who plays this will have a fun time. Maybe not on hardcore, though. It really is brutal. (laughs) But this is not a standalone game. 
It's a remake of one of the greatest games ever made. When it, when it comes to the crunch, it falls short. Where the original felt expansive, this feels cramped. And where the original went on breathless tangents and threw one idea after another at the player, this feels, in the second half especially, like it settles into a groove and isn't especially interested in breaking free of it. Much of this is forgotten when, in the utter maelstrom of battle, you're surviving by the skin of your teeth and blasting through a sea of limbs and teeth with knife-edge parries and outrageous firepower. But outside of this exquisite action core, Resident Evil 4 Remake feels like a game that runs out of ideas and mostly, and most unforgivably, jettisons many parts of many parts that made the original so good without having any ideas of what to replace them with. Mm. So, a little more on the negative side there. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so, I'm, you know, I'm not surprised by the reviews. I'm not surprised getting, seeing these 10s out of the 10s, these 9s, and mm -hmm. even in some cases, the 8s. I think the 8s, this, like, for all intents and purposes, we're going to say this PC gamer is an 8 out of 10, right? Um, yeah. 80 out of 100. Whatever. Um, but I'm not surprised seeing like the 10s and the 9s because, you know, people <laughs> have always regarded Resident Evil 4 as one of the greatest games of the generation for what was it? It came out on PS2, right? PS2. Yeah. PS2. So, GameCube or, and all that. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Often regarded as one of the best games ever made for that generation that it was in. Um, I didn't play Resident Evil 4 until much later. Um, I've said this before. I'll say it again here. I'm not a Resident Evil person. I don't like Resident Evil games that much. Um, couldn't get into two. I hated my playthrough of two when I played Resident Evil two remake. Um, Resident Evil four is actually one of the only is the only Resident Evil that I've completed from start to finish. Um, and that mm. was 20. I want to say it was 2017, 2018 when I actually did a full playthrough of Resident Evil four. Um, but with that said, I've always I'm very familiar with Resident Evil because we had a, our roommate, our friend, oh, our yeah, friend in, Ron. In, in college was like obsessed with Resident Evil. So like I lived I got to experience Resident Evil through him and so never felt like I needed to play it. And here we are now. I wasn't going to buy Resident Evil 4 remake. I wasn't. <laughs> and then on the whim, I was like, you know what? Why not? I yeah. actually I actually ordered it on like Tuesday. Uh, wow. <laughs> it was like a last second decision. I was like, I have a little bit of money I can spare. Why not? Nice. Um, so I went ahead and bought it and I played for I played for about two and a half hours today three hours um mm -hmm. so like i'm by no means like deep into the game or anything but i can say that i am enjoying what i'm playing so far um game is uh like ridiculously beautiful to look at i don't know if you've like watched gameplay oh, yeah. or anything like that it's it is gorgeous like it is uh i think the ign review here points out the world is rich in detail and full of fun uh like the detail in this world is fantastic like everything looks amazing um leon looks great the village that opening village that you go to with the chainsaw man mm -hmm. freaking dope as hell i haven't run into anything that has made me go oh god this is just ugly to look at i mean grotesque of course but like <laughs> but like not anything just going like this looks awful um yeah gameplay uh feels great too um i'm like in a weird thing where i'm playing it i'm playing it on mm -hmm. a mouse and keyboard and I keep wanting to play it like I played Dead Space. And uh, the two yeah. aren't really correlated. They're very similar, sort of, not really. Um, but I keep wanting to play it like Dead Space because like I just I'm I just prefer Dead Space. I know this is yeah. gonna sound wonky to a lot of people, like, what why do you not like for Dead Res there would be no 
Dead Space wouldn't exist without Resident Evil, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, cool, whatever. I just prefer Dead Space. I like the combat of Dead Space more. And yeah. so that's the main, like, even now with this remake, I still, like, hot off the heels of uh, Dead Space remake, you know, back in January, I still prefer the Dead Space combat over the Resident <laughs> Evil combat. And so it's been, like, a weird kind of thing for me where I'm trying to go, oh, nope, I got to re almost, like, rewire my brain and go, nope, nope, this isn't Dead Space. You have to do it this way. You can't. And it's not even like it's a drastic change or anything. It yeah. just, you know, I'm trying to play it like that space. I want to cut off limbs. I want to shoot the limbs. Oh, that's not how you do this. <laughs> you can't do that with this. Resident yeah. Evil, you got to go for the headshots and all that and all, everything. And uh, sometimes, that, that, sometimes that doesn't even work. Um, I will say I'm surprised because uh, I did play with controller for a little bit. Did play with my, uh -huh. my PlayStation 5 controller a little bit. Um, definitely a mouse and keyboard. Definitely a mouse and keyboard. It feels better on mouse mm. and keyboard to me than the uh, controller does. Interesting. Um, but um yeah that's that's pretty much all the positives i have um okay my biggest gripe is like my biggest gripe and this just goes for every resident evil that i've ever played i don't give a shit about what's going on like i they, <laughs> i haven't been given a reason to care about leon I haven't really been given a reason to care about um the the president starter whose name is escaping right now we have to go rescue her i've been given a reason to care about any of these characters that i've met so far is it um, ashley i think so yeah i don't know yeah, I, Ashley. I know. Ashley. Ashley Graham. Yeah. yeah. I, like, I, I just, like, and it's just, and I felt this way about all the Resident Evils, even though I've, mm -hmm. I I felt that about Resident Evil 2. I feel about this. I just don't care about the story. And I'm like, I haven't been given a reason to care about it. And I, since I don't have that nostalgia connection to these characters, mm -hmm. I don't know how far it would go for a player. You know what I mean? Um, mm. For someone that's new to Resident Evil, I goes, oh, yeah, should I jump into Resident Evil 4? Like, if you want to have a good time, like the combat's fun. Um, mm -hmm. It's beautiful to look at. So I would say go ahead and play it because it does feel good. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how I would explain the story to somebody. I don't know mm. if that makes sense. No, yeah, that makes that makes sense. Yeah, I get that. Um, so, yeah, it's like that's my biggest hang up right now. Um, one of the things that I, I haven't really... Uh, One of my problems with Resident Evil 4, the first, not the not the remake, but the first version, um, mm -hmm. I'd never enjoyed the boss fights at all. Um, I thought the boss fights in the original were cum cumbersome and annoying as all hell. And I kind of still feel that way, but I haven't been into too many boss fights. You know what I mean? Like, okay. I've only done one. And I was just like, this is annoying as all hell. I don't want to do this. <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so that's another hang up for me is like, I'm not enjoying the boss fight mechanics right now. Uh, but everything else I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying the gameplay. I'm enjoying the graphics. The sound design is honestly a 10 out of 10. It's mm. the sound design, the, the feel that as you're walking through, like, especially when you first start the game and you're walking through the, to a house and then to the village and stuff and like hearing the sounds all around and everything. I'm like, Oh God, like this is like, an exquisite sound design this is just perfect um it like it goes back to dead space i'm gonna bring back dead space dead space also had a really good sound design i think i think horror just in general lends itself to have yeah. to get the sound design in video games um but like dead space and resident evil 4 remake i don't i cannot see any other games like surpassing these two in sound design because like resident Evil 4 sound design is just fucking phenomenal 
like if nothing else just turn it on and listen to it and like you'll hear some you'll hear things and it's amazing <laughs> which is a weird thing to just say because like of course you're gonna hear something so i don't know how to explain it more than that <laughs> but yeah. it makes sense it makes sense um but yeah so what are your thoughts on resident evil are you surprised by these reviews <laughs> are you excited about these reviews um are you planning yeah. on playing resident evil i'm sorry i'm throwing a million questions at you oh no 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 <laughs> you're fine it's actually it's actually good so uh, I'll tell you this one. Um, I'm I'm mixed as far as like the mix of excitement and surprise with the mm-hmm. reviews because um, I from, like you mentioned earlier with our friend uh, from College Ron, he loved Resident Evil. It was mm-hmm. like if if not his favorite series, one of his favorite series. Yep. Um, and he would always talk about Resident Evil Four, and he you know played a bunch. And I always remember Resident Evil Four because of the main character you play as uh, Leon Scott Kennedy. And he was like this really cool agent guy, you know, Mm -hmm. out here to save the president's daughter. And um, that one always stood out to me back in the day just because of the setting of it set in Spain and this old village. And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. You know, how did, you know, the outbreak get here or, you know, whatever's happening there. Um, So when they announced that the remake was going to, excuse me, the, I guess the remaster, you would call it. um, Yeah just the uh the oh, remaster no, this, is of a, it. this is a full remake like this oh, is sorry not, full a remake. remaster a remaster is usually like just upgrade to graphics oh, and gotcha. stuff this is like they have added a whole bunch of like new puzzles they've got gotcha. something i should have probably talked about they they've added a bunch of new puzzles they've kind of like recreated resident evil from like the ground up pretty much mm. using using their uh i can't remember what called the engine's called um, gotcha but, but like yeah they they remade it from the ground up pretty much so like it's still it's still Resident Evil and like it's still for the most part beat for beat the story the elements of Resident yeah. Evil Four, but they've added like new creatures. They've added new. Uh, they upgraded the, updated the mechanics. So like in Resident Evil Four, the original, you had to like stop and shoot. You know, and this yeah, you can yeah. still you can still move and shoot. Move in this and one. shoot. Um, gotcha. So they like updated so you could do that. Um, and again, new puzzles, new ways to like uh, navigate and all that stuff. So yeah. Yeah. No, um, but I'll I'll say that that that's so cool that they did that because they're basically breathing new life into it. Yeah. Um, I would say that the reason why I was surprised just because one, I think when the the original came out, I just I didn't hear too much about it outside of our friend. Like mm-hmm. I just nobody talked about it, nobody played, <laughs> yeah. not that I knew of, you know. Um, yeah. but whenever this one was come was going to come out before it dropped, I was like, people were getting hyped for it and they were getting excited, and I was like. You know, from some of the trailers and stuff, I was like, I'm actually kind of interested because I'm not super big into Resident Evil uh, either as well. Um, the only mm-hmm. one I've ever played was uh, three with Nemesis. And um, yeah. that one, I think I played when it was on PlayStation 2 before the before that remake or that whatever they um, I think. Yeah. It, was it a remake yeah, too? Yeah, it was a, uh, okay. so Resident Evil 2, 3 and now 4 have all have re- remakes. Ah, OK, so I played the original on PlayStation and it was fun, but it just wasn't my type of game. Um, but seeing all the hype around this one, I was like, whoa, it feels like a brand new game. It actually looks really cool. Like you were saying, just I've seen a couple of people, uh, people play it on streams, like on Twitch and on YouTube and watching the gameplay. I'm like, wow, this looks beautiful. It looks gorgeous. Um, it looks fun. I do plan on playing it. And so I was like, ooh, this might take over, you know, whatever game I'm going to uh, play next for my story based game. And so. Um, but this probably be the only Resident Evil just because I don't <laughs> really care about the other ones. But yeah. yeah. Do you think if you enjoy this, like if you if you play this and you end up loving it, will, would you go mm-hmm. back to two and three remakes? 
Um, which one was two? I can't remember which one. Uh, was two, two is the one where they actually introduced Leon. Leon uh, oh. two was Leon's first game. It was Leon and then Claire, I believe. Claire Redfield. That's Chris, right. Chris's yeah. sister. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, I would probably. I, if, I hate Resident Evil. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll say this: if I do enjoy Resident Evil Four, I would actually think about going back to three. Um, you go back to three, be, okay. just because I re- I vividly still remember playing Resident Evil Three on PlayStation and being scared of Nemesis and like just hearing stars just like randomly through the game yeah. and hearing it on the screen, it would scare the hell out of me. Um, but yeah, I would say that, yeah, I'd probably give it a shot. Give, give three a shot. Um, but a, a part of me kind of feels like, do I want to invest in this like story franchise that I don't really know what the hell's going on? And so, um, <laughs> <Let's be real. laughs> nobody knows what the hell's going on. Company, it's like, Umbrella company does bad thing, turns zombies. Yeah. And then, Umbrella they does not, some, and then did some sh- weird <laughs> shit happens. <laughs> It exactly, gets, it gets weirder and weirder as you go along. Exactly, <laughs> and so it's like, you know, I don't know if they're if it's a if it's a good game, I'll play it. And so if yeah. I do enjoy this, I think I would give three a shot and like the re- do the remake and play through that just because I remember playing the original. Well, I will tell you this: um, mm-hmm. three out of the three remakes, three is the lowest rated one. Oh, uh, two you is mean- like two. <laughs> Resident Evil Two remake has not quite as good reviews as four but mm-hmm. it does it is up there like in its uh in its score um you know let me just compare it to open critics it's the easiest way to do that it's so like resident evil 2 has a 92 and resident evil okay. 4 also has a 92 so i guess they're on par ah, resident evil 3 okay. though resident evil 3 maybe i'm what that's not what i typed <laughs> <laughs> there you go Resident Evil 3 has a 79. So, Ooh, <laughs> so there's oh. a drastic quality change. Jeez. <laughs> like across the oh board from God. like from two and four to three. So you might want to go back to two instead of you might want to oh. play two. <laughs> Get Leon's yeah. uh, introduction. Though the I will say, like it kind of explains why he becomes an emo boy in Resident Evil 4. <laughs> oh, really? Resident Evil 2, yeah. He wasn't I mean he was an emo boy in Resident Evil 2. Um yeah. from when I from what I remember when I played it like two years ago i want to say when i played resident evil 2 remake i never i man i never beat it i was playing it for a stream and mm-hmm. then i got like to the end and i was like i don't enjoy this i don't want to play this anymore but, I was, <laughs> but people were like no dude you're at the end just finished i was like no nah, i'm done <laughs> i was like i was like a chapter away from uh the final That's boss hilarious dude. i can't remember the dude's name but i was like i'd gone through the like the the complex in here anyways um they they do a nice little recap at resident evil 4 where they're like where leon is going yeah two years ago or how many years i can't remember what, how many years he says uh-huh. but i was a cop and then i got recruited oh, yeah. i was a cop in raccoon city and i got recruited to a government team after the raccoon city crisis or whatever the fuck they say <laughs> oh gotcha that's hilarious i'm sorry um but <laughs> yeah the they have a i shouldn't say it's a nice recap it's just a a quick little quick little recap of explaining how this is how i got, here. got to where he is right now and it's like so you went from being a cop to a top secret agent okay cool interesting <laughs> that's, that's big. that was like a huge leap but i guess i was like i guess that makes sense in the grand scheme of things he did just stop a zombie outbreak in raccoon city so i guess it works anyways so funny wow <laughs> uh resident evil man it's resident evil is is the story of resident evil is the way i feel about the story for metal gear solid i have no idea what's happening 
I think that's yeah. It's the same <laughs> way no where idea. nobody knows what's going on. It's yeah. just like it's cool at moments, and it's yeah. just constantly like, "What is this? What does this mean?" And so, yeah. but yeah, definitely think, good comparison. I, I definitely think like Resident Evil. The strength of Resident Evil is like Leon. Leon Kennedy is just cool. He's just a badass. Exactly, <laughs> like, he's a cool same guy. With, same with Chris uh, Redfield and uh, oh, yeah. Jill and uh, Claire. I think those are all the characters you play as. Do you play as another character? What's there? What's what's there as an Evil Five's character that you play as? And then there's uh, another character that gets introduced in Six, I believe. Sheba, I think Sheba. Sheba's yeah. the Shiba. one in Six, yeah. I think. Um, Resident Evil. Anyway, it's not important. Resident <laughs> Evil Four remake. It's a goddamn good game. Go play it. Um, will Will we talk about it again? Maybe. I don't know. Um, I'll check in with you next week or two weeks from oh, now yeah. and be like, hey, did you get Resident Evil yet? Um, I'll be like, actually, I'm a big fan now. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, we're going to have to have you give us a breakdown of the story. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, so this That'll happened be an and this happened. There'll be an entire podcast. There's like entire Hilarious. movies and stuff, too, that apparently are all canon and tie into things and stuff, too. What? I rem- really? Do you remember Do you remember Ron sat us down and made, a, made us watch some Resident Evil movie with him? Like, because it like had come out. You oh know? yeah he yeah, was like you guys the, gotta the watch animated. this with me and so or, we were like sure because it was like a friday night we had nothing planned so we just sat at yeah. the door and watched it and we were both like cool he was so excited about it too <laughs> <laughs> we were just like this is cool yeah yeah i mean the uh, fight scene right. was cool i guess the fights were cool yeah <laughs> the fight scenes I, were if, cool if i remember correctly wasn't it leon versus um redfield Chris? wasn't it i don't, wasn't that I don't remember i don't remember oh. what it was about i just remember the like there was like uh there was a big fight scene and like the floor was moving. Yeah, the the <laughs> building was like breaking down or something. I can't yeah. remember what it is. Yeah, so it, funny. But yeah, it was it was Leon. It was in it, and but yeah, yeah. Um. Anyways, moving on to some happy news. I guess I mean Resident Evil. The news for Resident Evil was happy too. But it's um. I don't know <laughs> if you've been following. It's been GDC, the game developer conference oh, yeah. this week. It's been going on all week. So there's been a bunch of like indie games being shown off. There's been a bunch of like new tech being shown off at the uh, game developer conference and on uh, i want to say it was wednesday night they did their game developer choice award winners and so i'm going to give you a quick breakdown of that everybody um unsurprising the big winners were god of war and elden ring of course <laughs> but there were some few surprises in there um so the winners for the game developer 2023 game developer choice awards were for best debut stray now you can't escape that fucking cat. <laughs> um, best visual art goes to Elden Ring. Best audio okay. goes to God of War Ragnarok. Best narrative, Pentiment. Pentiment. Mm. Um, a surprise here. Um, this one, this is Pentiment is also an Obsidian game. Al, you need to play it. Oh, it's the it's, okay. the uh, it's like that medieval uh, yeah. painting esque uh, stuff that was on uh, PC and Xbox and all that. Ah. You should play it. It's a, it's actually a really good story. It's a it's a murder mystery essentially um gotcha excellent it is an excellent writing game uh has excellent writing i should say um social impact award went to citizen sleeper which i need to finish one day i've played it i've started it i want to finish it eventually um Mm. it's it's basically a uh, visual novel um innovation award goes to immortality immortality nice uh best technology god of war ragnarok best design (laughs) elden ring audience (laughs) award god of war ragnarok game of the year elden ring Pioneer Award went to Maple Addis, and then Lifetime Achievement Award went to John Ramiro, who was the creator of Doom and all that stuff. So, ah, and nice. the co-founder of ID Software. So, plenty of winners there. Then they also had the 2023 Independent Game Award Festival 
as well. Um, I am not familiar with most of these games, but mm-hmm. we can go through it. Best student game okay. went to Slider. Excellent hmm. Excellence in design went to The Case of the Golden Idol. Excellence in visual art went to RPG Time, The Legend of Right. Excellence in audio went to The Forest Quartet. Uh, the Nuovo Award went to Betrayal at Club Low. Excellent in narrative went to Immortality. Woo! Nice. The only one I know from this list. Uh, <laughs> audience award went to Potion- Potionomics. And then the CMAS McNally Grand Prize went to Betrayal at Club Low. Hmm. So congratulations hmm. to all the winners of these games. Um, I'm sure they're all excellent. Except Stray. Stray fucking sucks. Nobody plays Stray. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stand by that statement. Stray is the worst game ever made. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm That's kidding. Hilarious. It is not the worst game ever made. Just not for me. Uh, I just I just want to make people mad. Um, but <laughs> congratulations to all those winners. Um, have you been keeping up with the game developer conference stuff, uh, L? No, I actually didn't know what was going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been going on all week. There's been, a, there's been some really cool like indie games getting shown off. Um, ah. I did. I debated about like including them, but if we included it, if we included like everything that was being announced at G, uh, GDC and like we watched and sat down and watched trailers, it would this would turn into like a two three hour podcast. Oh, wow! Because there there was a lot of cool stuff being shown off, so I I, I highly suggest checking some stuff out. Um, so yeah, I highly suggest anybody listening to this go check out some of the games that were announced. Um, but nice. I wanted to at least highlight the award winners because yeah. Always fun to talk about the award winners. I'm not surprised that Elden Ring and God of War Ragnarok pretty much took everything. You know, it's not surprising. Yeah. Um, I'm happy. I'm really happy for Pentiment because I feel like Pentiment oh, yeah. in a lot of places was kind of ignored, um, mm. even for with like us. Um, mm-hmm. When we ch- like I had debated about putting it on my game of the year, but I didn't because I the reason the main reason I didn't put Pentiment was because I didn't finish it. Um, mm. I'm going to go back to it eventually. But like what I played. I played probably like 75% of the game at that point. It's been a while, so I can't really tell you. But like the writing was excellent. It was incredible writing. So I do want to go back to Pentiment mm. and play it. Um, it. From what I played, it was excellent uh, murder mystery type stuff going on. Um, but yeah, I'm extremely happy. As you know, I'm a huge fan of Immortality. So I'm happy to get yeah. see Immortality get awards because I'm always happy for that. <laughs> I love Immortality. Oh, yeah. And I'm glad other people love it too. I know you hated it, you son of a bitch. I didn't hate it, you know, I just didn't love it, but you know, I had a, I had a good time with it. I just, yeah. you know, just didn't super grab me. Yeah. Understandable. Um, moving on to another kind of release window. We got a release window for Counter-Strike 2. Um, wow. This is from an article over in IGN, and this is just a quote from it. An exact release date has yet to be announced, but it's been given a summer 2023 release window and will run on Source Engine 2. It will be a free upgrade to CSGO. It's also available in limited testing to some CSGO players starting today at the time of this article. And the article is from Wednesday. Um, so, L, mm-hmm. are you excited about a Counter-Strike 2? Why not? I mean, this is actually <laughs> funny enough. I'll say this. This is actually one of the first games I ever saw someone play on PC. Yeah. Um, like actual games besides like, you know, your standard desktop games that'll come with like certain Windows PCs. This was like the first one that I ever saw um, when I first really got into like the um, esports side of thing where like there was yeah. actually teams yeah. and stuff like that for yeah. um, CSGO. Mm-hmm. And I always thought it was so interesting to me that this game just like 
stuck with people and it had a hold on people for so long, even to this day, like so many people still play it. Um, and it just, you know, goes to show you how much people love this game. And so it's, but it's what I, I um, excuse me, what I find interesting is that for the longest time, I was just like, well, that game's just always going to exist, you know, CSGO. There's, they don't need to make another one, but then here they are <laughs> announcing that they're making a two. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure it's going to, you know, maybe include new maps, upgrade graphics and everything like that. But um, it's, it's really cool. And so I'm excited. Um, cause it, yeah. I remember this was like the, one of the first ones that, um, I saw before I saw like call of duty and stuff like that. And I always mm. thought it was cool, but I just could never play it at the time. Cause I didn't, I think I didn't have like really good internet or, <laughs> or yeah. anything like that. But uh, when you say you saw it, was it because of, um, was it because of high school? It was because of high school. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. sometimes people in high school would install it on uh, the PCs, like yep. in the computer rooms and would just yep. go and play it. Yeah. Yep. That's what I was going to bring up. I was like, Counter-Strike, like I never played Counter-Strike really, but yeah. I did play it at school. In high yes. school. Because people would bring it and they would install it on PCs and like no matter, like, because, you know, we would play it for like class and then they would wipe the computers or whatever, not wipe them, but they would uninstall it from computers and then we would we would just reinstall it back onto the computers yeah. and stuff and like yeah i remember um i want to say it was like i was in like ninth or tenth grade um we had it on the computers and like mm-hmm. one computer class and then the computer class next door to us they had it on their computers and we basically had a land party where it was oh us versus God. it was one classroom versus that classroom and it was just like we never did any work we just played that there was, there was other games that we would play too uh, but yeah El- but uh, i was about to say elden ring i don't know why uh, counter-strike was one of those games that we would play and yeah there was like i never played counter-strike outside of that um i have like watched people play counter-strike i'm like i think yeah. counter-strike is cool um you know yeah. it's it's it has a, obviously has a heavy influence for um valorant valorant takes a lot of oh yeah other yeah. qualities of counter-strike into the game and then adds their own little flair to it um, so I'm looking forward to Counter-Strike 2. I'm interested in seeing like what changes they're going to make. I'm going to see, I'm interested in seeing how much bigger it can be because even today, like CSGO is still one of the most played games on Steam. It is yeah. like, it's like one of the top like 10 games always being played. People are always playing oh, yeah. it. People just love this game. And so I'm, I'm interested in seeing like what, how that's going to change. Cause it's going to be a free upgrade. It says so like, yeah. There's no reason not to make the jump. Like if you exactly. own CS:GO, like if you play CS:GO, all your stuff is going to carry over to Counter-Strike 2. So it's like you're not losing anything. Um, exactly. Sort of like Overwatch did that, right? From Overwatch exactly, 1 to Overwatch yeah. 2. So Yeah. So like you don't really have any incentive not to. I'm I I would be interested in see if like uh Valve will um will shutter uh, CS:GO, you know what I mean? Like mm, sort yeah. of like what uh Blizzard did with Over- uh, Overwatch. Overwatch like once yeah. they made the change to Overwatch 2, they closed everything down on Overwatch, so you had to play Overwatch 2. Yeah. I wonder if they would do that with Counter-Strike since it is a free upgrade and all that. There's not, you know what I mean? So, I'm yeah, interested no, in seeing definitely. that. Obviously, <laughs> we won't really know too much. Um there's the beta going on. I haven't seen any, I don't know anybody personally that's in the limited testing stuff right now. Mm-hmm. Um so I can't really speak on it, but I'm looking forward to seeing what it will be like when it comes out summer 2023. You know, that's, that's what June, uh, July, June. August. So August, exactly. uh, September, maybe. So yeah. there's three, four ish month period where we'll put it, we'll see it. So it's going to be here soon enough. And I'm oh, yeah. very interested in seeing how it's going to, how it's going to be received by the, the CSGO community as a whole and like what changes exactly. they're implementing and stuff. 
Um, I would be interested in playing it too. I probably like that's the that's the thing with like Counter Strike and Valorant. I'm so fucking intimidated by jumping in because like <laughs> I see people play it. I like I, like you. I've seen like the the esports stuff, and I'm like. They make it look yeah. easy, but like, I know it's not, you know what I mean? No, definitely. Like, yeah. It's, I'm like scared. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it makes, it makes me feel the same way that I felt when I was playing Overwatch. And I remember the first time that I ever played DPS, mm-hmm. people like got upset and I was like, what is happening? Like they took it so serious, like in like regular, uh, like matches, I was like, oh, yeah. I'm just going to go be support. I'm just going to be over here and just like heal people and just stay there. Cause it's so much pressure. And yeah, like a lot of people just. Uh, who play CSGO professionally or just, you know, who are avid players, they just make it look easy of just like popping in and out, shooting, killing people. Those just... instant hill headshots like around corners and stuff. It's like, what? what? Yeah. How do you do this? <laughs> exactly. So, but uh, good for them, man. I'm happy to, I'm excited to see how the community takes it. And hopefully they're just like, wow, this is even better. So, oh, yeah. I'm excited too. You know what else I'm excited about, L? What's that? I'm excited about this this beautiful little tool that Epic Games has released in Fortnite. So in an effort to continue to support Fortnite and get creators into Fortnite, Epic Uh Games announced at GDC earlier earlier this week. um, I'm going to just read from the blog post. This is a blog post from the Epic Games site. Uh, I'm going to just read this opening thing and then read the stuff about the Unreal editor. Um, During today's State of the Unreal keynote at the annual Game Developers Conference in San Francisco, we revealed Epic's long-term vision for for the future of content creation, distribution, and monetization, including how we're laying the foundations for a connected, open ecosystem and economy that will enable all creators and developers to benefit in the metaverse. Wow. Do you like the word metaverse? I still hate it. Like, I'm still not on board with the word metaverse. (laughs) It it looks like a word that's trying to be cool, Mm. but it's not like just naturally cool. But yeah. yeah. Um, But let's talk about one of the things that they are releasing. uh, It is the Unreal Editor for Fortnite. What if creators and developers had more powerful tools and greater creative flexibility to reach Fortnite's huge audience of more than 5 million player accounts? That becomes possible with the Unreal Editor for Fortnite, the UEFN, launched in pay- it launched in pay- public beta. Um, UENFN is a version of Unreal Editor that can create and publish experiences directly to Fortnite. I want to talk about this because I think mm-hmm. this is incredibly awesome. Yeah, this um, is crazy. Um, I think this is incredibly awesome. Not not just for uh, uh, you know for already developer. Uh, developers of games but be introducing this to young introducing this to kids uh, is yeah. i guess what i'm trying to say like giving the kids this ability to use this unreal editor in fortnite at mm-hmm. a place where they're already at yeah for kids who are interested in game development but don't necessarily know how to access other you know other you know engines and stuff outside of fortnite this gives them the opportunity to create within fortnite they already had stuff where kids could create in fortnite but now this really kind of pushes this introduction to game development to a young audience um because that's that's fortnite is a hub for a lot of a lot of um kids teenagers i should probably say teenagers more than kids but like if i would have if this would have been a thing when I was in high school, when I was like deep in my Duffy yeah. of playing uh, Halo and all that, I'm pretty sure I probably would have been in Fortnite. 
And yeah. if I would have ha- had this in, when I was in high school, because like I've always been interested in game development and stuff. If I would have had this when I was in high school, I would be like, fuck, yeah, let's dive into this and try to learn. Because <laughs> like I didn't know what the fuck I was doing back then. I didn't know how to access game development tools or anything like that. Yeah, um, I played around in like map creators for Unreal Tournament and stuff like that. But like taking Fortnite and using it as a tool for not just for developers to create stuff, but for an opportunity to let teenagers, kids who love Fortnite kind of find a love for game development through that. I think that's an incredibly awesome thing. Does that, did I just make sense? I hope I just made sense. No, yeah, yeah. That makes perfect sense. It's, it's, it's basically giving access to, um, to programs that maybe kids wouldn't know how to get a hold of or how to get into had they not, you know, been, yeah. um, been able to like look it up or even know what to look at in order to find that stuff. And so this is crazy because yeah, I've seen it's funny because um, I forgot all about this, but I do I did see some of this pop up like on my TikTok of what Fortnite is becoming and mm-hmm. like everything that's happening with it. With this like in, in in this article here, it has that dragon and it's like it's this game is transforming. And so yeah. before our eyes, and it's so crazy. But um, with this tool, I think that yeah, it's it's amazing because it's basically opening up a door for those who are interested in it, you know, and they want to be, you know, maybe they're interested in getting into game development and um, creating. And so I think this will be great because what's probably going to happen is, because Fortnite's, like you said, one of the most popular um, games being played right now. It's like, we're going to probably see a surge maybe in kids who wanting to, you know, learn how to do that and go create games of their own and, you know, be yeah. developers themselves. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going to, let's dive in a little bit more. I'm, I'm going to read from another blog post, and this is mm-hmm. specifically about UENF at UEFN, the Unreal Editor for Fortnite. So Unreal, the article is basically, what is UEFN? Unreal Editor for Fortnite is a new way to design, develop, and publish content onto Fortnite that takes advantage of the Unreal Editor's development workflows and proven PC-based toolset. Over time, UEFN will evolve to feature most of the same tools available in Unreal Engine 5 and beyond that enable the pub- publication and distribution of ex- experiences on a massive scale. Uh, UEFN works side-by-side and, and is additive to Fortnite's existing creative toolset. Launched in 2018, Fortnite Creative is a sandbox editing mode in Fortnite that enables creators to, to, level, to level edit, modify the environment and game mechanics, and publish in-game playable islands. Islands are playable game experiences that, once published, are accessible to all Fortnite players. Creator-built islands, games, and experiences are incredibly popular. More than 1 million uh, player-built islands have been published by their creators, and more than 40% of players, percent uh, of player game time in Fortnite is spent in creator-built content. With Fortnite, wow. player accounts currently over 50, uh, 50, 500 million, millions of players are searching for, playing, and coming back for new content beyond Battle Royale every day. Wow. This is, incredible. again, this is just incredible to think about, because, like, the Battle Royale is, like, the face. You know, that's the one that everybody knows about. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but yeah, they have 40% of their players are spending more time on creator built content than, than the battle Royale, which is an interesting wow. thing to think about. Cause like, I'm just used to seeing the battle Royale stuff. I'm not used to the yeah. Island aspects, the create the custom creation <laughs> tools and stuff. And like, they already had creation created tools, but now it's, they're introducing the unreal engine, which the unreal engine is the, is the most popular are one of the most popular gaming engines used to create games. So again, this goes back to like these kids that are these folks that are building this stuff in Fortnite 
now have the opportunity to learn the Unreal Engine when they may not have had that opportunity before. You know what I mean? And so, like, again, I just like I just love this idea. And I really and like, you know, for better or worse, like no matter what you say about Epic Games, like Epic Games is really is trying to make game development easier for everybody and is trying to get as many people as they can into game development because making Mm. games is freaking awesome. And yeah, I think Epic Games knows that and it's doing everything it can to get people in um, into this. And so, yeah, I'm just so gosh darn excited about this, like just to seeing the possibilities, thinking about the possibilities. They showed off like um, some islands. There's a trailer and stuff they showed off. Um, Let me see if this is the one and I can switch over to it real quick. Uh, Yeah, this is a. Me uh, switch real quick. Boom. So like this is a really like this is just a simple little thing to showing you like what you can do in the game, making it almost Call of Duty esque level here. Um, You know, you're in Egypt now. (laughs) Um, You have this big ass mech here, dude. You have this really like cartoony thing there. Space like this is like just incredible, like what you can do within Fortnite. Like this is Fortnite. Like, how is this Fortnite? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, how is this Fortnite? Like, I don't understand. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's crazy. Yeah. Like, Jesus. It's so freaking cool. Uh, But yeah, so I just wanted to talk about that because I think that was a really cool, again, a really cool thing that Epic Games is doing. And just, again, I'm so excited to see like what people are going to create in Fortnite. Oh, yeah. It's going to be crazy, man, because who knows what... If you would have told me whenever Fortnite came out at the beginning that this game was going to just transform like it is right now before our eyes, I'd be like, you're crazy. Like, yeah, <laughs> it, it's 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 <laughs> wild that it's doing that because, like I said, it's come such a long way to now <laughs> turning into, you know, um, going from this game that was initially um, a zombie game where you were trying to survive uh, into hordes a, of zombies. Uh, hordes of zombies. <laughs> And then into a um, King of the Hill battle royale into now allowing players to create their own things and get into game development. This is crazy. It's wild. Yeah, it is wild. Um, and it makes me want to play Fortnite. It makes me want to get into Fortnite. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, should we should we get into Fortnite and create our own island? Have the respawn, please, island. Uh, I don't know how to create things though, so I don't either. <laughs> I don't either. So it, it probably starting from ground to... level one. You know, I know. <laughs> But anyways, <coughs> sorry. Um, right. Do you have any other final thoughts about the UNF, UNFN? Sorry, the UEN, the UEFN. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's it, what's going to be interesting. And we probably won't see this until, I mean, really, to be honest, the way things are going, maybe another five to 10 years or even further. I wonder who's going to be like the next developer or the next like creator. That's like, I got my start in the, uh, Fortnite <laughs> thing. Yeah. And like, they create this amazing game, you know, the next Elden Ring or God of War or whatever have it. Um, that's like, I got my start because of this. And you're like, Whoa, this is like crazy, you know? Yeah. But, but anyway, but it, it's amazing. I'm, I'm sure I, uh, I'm sure we're going to see it soon. Like, you know, I mean, you say five, 10 years, we wouldn't be surprised if like, within the next two, three years, you know, the wow. next year, two yeah, years, we, we, that, there's yeah. like somebody, you know, just comes out and is like, dude, I created this and I created this in Fortnite, but it's amazing. And uh, yeah, I, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if it happens within the next year. Like, yeah, just someone Oof. going in there really using the tools to really manipulate things and everything. Like, I think that's just cool. Um, 
yeah. the final thing I want to talk about here, and I, again, this uh-huh. goes back to what I think is really awesome. Again, Epic uh-huh. Games supporting game development. Um, Creator Economy 2.0. Uh, developers that publish islands can also benefit from the success of Fortnite. Announced at GDC, Creator Economy 2.0, I can't, (laughs) Creator Economy 2.0 includes engagement payouts, a new way for eligible island creators to receive money based on engagement with their published island content. Engagement uh, engagement payouts proportionally distribute 40% of of the net revenue from Fortnite's item shop and most real money Fortnite purchases to the creators of eligible islands and experiences. Both islands from independent creators and Epic's own, such as Battle Royale. Um, so they are also making it so you can make money for if you make a very wow. popular island yeah. that players flock to, that you will get you will get some money, you will get some kind of benefit money from it. You know, you're going to yeah. get support. And again, this goes back to Epic Games really trying to support game development. This is just another way I think is that highlights the fact that Epic Games that they're trying to support game development because they know how hard it is. And yeah, I think this is just another cool thing. Like make this Island and suddenly it blows up. And next thing you know, you're making a little bit of money off of it. It's like, that would be wow. like, again, an amazing <laughs> thing to happen. Yeah. You know, it's like, <laughs> it's just wild. Like it's again, just this, the, the barriers of game development, I'm not going to mm-hmm. say are breaking down, but they're making it, it's making it easier to get into game development. Um, yeah. I think it's still, I think game development, obviously, still hard as hell, still time consuming as all hell and everything. But now there are avenues to learn, to grow and to meet other creators, you know, mm-hmm. and connect in that way. Not just be a solitary person making maps for Unreal Tournament like I was <laughs> back in the day, <laughs> back in 2004, 2005. Um, but this is a way to really connect with and connect with other creators and stuff. And I think that's another thing that we're kind of overlooking here is that we haven't even talked about is that idea that this potentially connects creators in many ways. Cause you're, yep. you're able to connect and edit these islands together. Um, and I think that's awesome. So you can form a team around this. Maybe you never meet them in real life, but man, online relationships can be just as powerful and meaningful as in-person relationships. And same with this creation of online islands and stuff, you know what I mean? So I don't know. Oh Yeah. I'm, it's again, gonna be crazy i'm so fascinated with this do you think do you think in like 10 20 years fortnite is still gonna be around <laughs> oh man you know because uh hold on let me look. do you know exactly when fortnite came out let me see fortnite, fortnite. came out in i want to say it was like 2018 2019 let's see fortnite came out 2017 2017 okay i was a year a year off I'm like, so it's been here for five years mm-hmm. um and no i'm sorry no, yet yeah, no, no, six years, six years, and so, or it'll be six years in July. Um, yeah. anyway, in ten years, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if it was. It's I haven't seen anything that would dethrone it yet, yeah. um, to my knowledge. Um, man, it's because it's so accessible. It, you can literally play it anywhere, um, on your phone, on a tablet, you know, PC, whatever. Uh, whatever system it's available. So because of the accessibility, I think mm. that um, even if other systems or whatever, I'm pretty sure pretty soon, which they, I think they already have already, um, you'll play it on a TV, you know? Yeah. And like, like that I mean, Xbox yeah, thing. Yeah, you can, you can, um, uh, through Xbox Game Pass, uh, through the cloud, you exactly. can play it. Like I could go over to my Samsung TV. 
I can go over there right now, start up uh, Xbox Game Pass, and play Fortnite through that. So yeah, yeah, through the cloud. And so man, like it's crazy. And then plus, they still keep doing all these collaborations with, mm-hmm. um, you know, certain um, uh, animes or just like um, um, what is it called? Um, like through Star Wars and just a bunch of different things. And so I, yeah. to be honest, I I think it'll be here for another ten to twenty years. Um, if I'm being honest, um, if it keeps going the way that it's going, unless something crazy happens and next thing you know, it gets canceled or just whatever happens. But if all (laughs) goes well, I think that it'll be here for a very long time. Yeah. The new game is going to come out tomorrow called night Fort, and (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be the new popular game. People are going to love it. Oh, (laughs) night Fort! Fort. Have you played this new amazing game? It's taking the world by storm. Called Night Fort, man. You mean Fortnite? No, Night Fort. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Fortnite, but not Fortnite. <laughs> but better. No. <laughs> yeah. I think, like at most, that we're probably going to see with Fortnite is sort of like we're talking about uh, Counter Strike. Um, mm-hmm. How Counter Strike grew from just Counter Strike uh, went from Counter Strike Source to Counter Strike. Well, it was Counter Strike something, Counter Strike Source, then Counter Strike Go. Yeah. And now, uh, and now it's. Um, now it's going to be Counter-Strike 2, just like the evolution of Counter-Strike. Mm-hmm. Um, I think at most we'll probably see something like that where it'll become like Fortnite 2.0 or something like that. Um, I could see that. Yeah. Where it's it's more or less like just updating like the graphics and, you know, adding, changing things just a little bit. Though, I mean, Fortnite still like looks really good too. So like, I don't know how much oh, more yeah. you could upgrade it. I don't know. But yeah. So... I think at most that's probably what we'll, we would see. I think Fortnite, I think Fortnite's here to stay, similar to Counter Strike, similar to Minecraft. Minecraft is still yeah. here, you know. Oof, so yeah, um, so yeah, I, I imagine Fortnite's going to be one of those staples that, with, of gaming that stays forever, like forever, definitely. Because um, I mean, again, even like World of Warcraft still around, like <laughs> World of Warcraft. Yeah, updates very and, true, very true. So it's like these. I think these games, these are very popular games that started off fairly niche in a way that have grown beyond what they initially were at launch. You know what I mean? Going from Counter-Strike, from Minecraft, from WoW, from Fortnite now, let's like, they've changed, they've innovated, and they've kind of become the standard within their fields, almost. Yeah. Uh, Maybe less so Minecraft, I don't know. I'm not too familiar with what Minecraft has influenced these days, but like Fortnite and WoW especially, though, kind of set the standards for wow set the standard for mmos fortnite set the standard for battle royales yeah and it's like and it's just wild to think where they started at and where they're at now and very yeah, true i'm in, always so amazed by like direction of video games and how they changed and it's it's just video games are cool man video games they are, are. Fucking cool <laughs> <laughs> let's just say it like video games are the coolest oh yeah and you know what game that i love that i've been playing that oh boy that i'm enjoying so gosh darn much and i cannot wait to june for the full Uh release and that is diablo 4 so diablo 4 right now is in its open beta um Uh i've played the early access beta last weekend i've been i played a little bit of the beta today um i'm having a great freaking time with diablo 4 i i am uh like with how i was this past weekend uh last weekend mm-hmm. where i was just like i that's all i wanted to do i just wanted mm-hmm. to play diablo i was like <laughs> this is my weekend i'm just gonna play diablo i tried playing world of warcraft i tried playing some other stuff and i was like nope that itch for that itch to play diablo was just in me and 
just played Diablo and then like all week I was just thinking god man I can't wait to play Diablo again this weekend <laughs> um, so I foresee like when June, June rolls around I'm going to lose so many hours to Diablo uh, but Diablo 4 is really fun um, the early access right now or the uh, uh, beta right now I should say mm-hmm. um, you, can, you play up to level 25 you can play through the prologue in act 1 so there's actually a lot of content that you can experience uh-huh. uh, that surprised me um, but it's so much dang fun um, I'm, I've been playing on um, hardcore so like my characters when they die they die and so I've been adjusting to that I lost a barbarian I lost two rogues and then I finally found my groove with the sorcerer and plowed through everything and then i started playing the necromancer today and the necromancer is op as all hell just summon some skeletons. i said it earlier summon some skeletons and they'll fight for you you just sit back and watch as they just destroy everything um so yeah i i love diablo um and so i want to ask you do you have any questions uh about diablo 4 are you interested in playing diablo 4 the beta or anything yeah i was actually um i am interested in playing it because i know we talked about it off stream about uh, potentially when it fully releases playing it you know maybe uh for some wednesday gameplays mm-hmm. um diablo played if uh, um let me know if this is correct um could i think i'm kind of correct diablo plays in the same way not a, not like a one-to-one but it, it's kind of like a, a wow where you're kind of like this angled top not top down but i don't know what that angle is called it's like isometric yeah isometric <laughs> angle and you're kind of like um going through and you know fighting monsters and bosses and stuff like that is it in the way that wow is where other people are like in this world as well or is it kind of only with you or whoever you invite so uh diablo 4 is is you have shared worlds um okay they call it shared world worlds uh they're not calling it an mmo but it feels like an mmo when you're in town you'll see a bunch of other players Okay. Um, when you're out in the open world area, um, you have the potential of running across them. So the way I believe it works right now is that um, in the towns, you have a limited number of people that you can encounter in the towns. And you can have a limited number of people that you can encounter outside of the town. Um, and I believe it's 12. I want to say it's 12 in the open world. You can only encounter up to 12 players. And that, okay. But like just looking at the map of Diablo is that the world mm-hmm. is so big that you may may probably won't even run into them you know what i mean like yeah because of how big the world is or how it looks even in that even in the even with just the limited area that the uh beta lets you play in uh Mm -hmm. last weekend i maybe ran across i want to say like five or six people during my whole time playing throughout the weekend i ran across five Mm -hmm. or six people in the open world um i'm probably being a little bit too conservative with that number it's probably more of upwards of like 10 to 15 but Okay. It certainly didn't feel like I was always running into people. Gotcha. Um, and like, and usually it was the only time I was running into people is when like, cause on the world map, it'll, like, when you're running around in the world on the little mini map, it'll tell you, oh, there's a, a world event over here, go over here. And so you run over there and the world event is happening. And that's where usually where you will see the people congregate to, you know, so they can uh. all complete together. And then everybody just runs off in different directions after it's completed. <laughs> like, I want to say it's almost like destiny when you're in the open world. If you've played destiny okay. at all, um, yeah. you'll run across people occasionally, but not for the most part. And usually it's for the, for the world events that are taking place. Um, dungeons, the dungeons are instance for each person. So our group. So when you go into a dungeon, it's only going to be you and then 
members of your group. It will, you'll never okay. run into randoms or anything like that. Um, gotcha. So it's only going to be you and the people that you group with in dungeons. So nice. So you will. So it's not quite an MMO. It's sort of. It's more like Destiny. Destiny is not considered okay. an MMO. Yeah. I guess. Well, no, Destiny is considered an MMO shooter these days. But um, but it's not quite like to the level of to the level of World of Warcraft. So yeah. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I was just gonna ask. Uh, oh, is when when purchasing Diablo Four, as soon as you you know you buy it, that's it. It's not any expand. Well, I'm pretty sure they'll have expansions, but. Well, is it kind of like where WoW is a subscription? Um, and would Diablo oh, no, be a subscription? No, there's no um, there's no subscriptions or anything. Uh, they are going to have a battle pass, um, okay. similar to like Overwatch and stuff like that. So they are going to have gotcha. a battle pass. Um, and if you pre-order now, I'm going to double check this right now. I'm going to pull it up. Mm -hmm. Um, it might just be the version that I got. I think if you buy the deluxe version and then the uh, I can't remember the expensive version that I got. I got the super expensive version. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let me look at the shop real quick one second i got the super expensive one that was like 120 dollars, 130 dollars, something like that bro i'm i'm deep into it baby <laughs> i'm Holy into moly. it baby uh hilarious it was only it was only 100 dollars for the ultimate edition <laughs> I it wasn't that much uh so um so yeah if you get the digital deluxe or the ultimate edition you get the uh season battle pass um, if you just buy the standard version, you'll have to get the battle pass separately. Mm. Um, okay. So, but they, they will have a battle pass, but that's the only thing you'll be paying for. And I'm going to assume it's probably going to be priced similar to, um, to overwatch where it's like what, 15, $20 or something like that. So yeah, for interesting, for the duration of that season. So, um, so yeah, uh, let me ask you this then. So another question I have for Diablo, does Diablo have a story and then once you beat that story is that it you're done or is it something kind of like wow that just kind of continues um it has a story and okay. once you complete the story after that it's just dungeon rating and trying to get better loot uh, so gotcha. it is it has a story and then the post game is similar to wow where you just go complete dungeons complete raids to try to get better loot and all that so gotcha um, okay but there is a story to follow uh this one is about lilith the daughter of uh, I can't remember who she's the daughter of, but she's the daughter of somebody and she's the, like the one who created Sanctuary, which is the place that all of this stuff is. And she's like, the, uh. she's the, I can't, oh, I can't remember the whole story. Like she has a deep, <laughs> there's, man, there's a deep, deep lore <laughs> to Diablo that we have to go all the way back to Diablo 1 for me to try to even explain anything remotely. Um, I do think this is like a sort of a reset for Diablo. I want to, I feel like this is a reset to Diablo, whereas Diablo 1, 2, and 3, their stories kind of felt like they were extensions of each other. Mm -hmm. I feel like Diablo 4 is almost a not a reset in the lore or anything because it is taking place after Diablo 3, but it doesn't feel like it's continuing the Diablo okay. 3 story. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, yeah. Um, Diablo 1, 2, and 3, they all felt like they were building on top of each other. Diablo 1, Diablo's defeated. He gets put into like this Mind Stone thing. Um, Diablo 2, he gets released from the Mind Stone thing and you have to re-put him back in there. And then Diablo 3, there's a whole cult thing that's trying to release him and all this stuff. And mm. then he gets released again. <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps getting released. Whereas this one, um, this does feel like this is a new starting point that I think 
you don't need to play the other games to know what the story's about because this one gotcha. feels like it's they're focusing on Lilith. I could be completely wrong. The game is called <laughs> Diablo after all, so maybe they will bring. So I'm assuming that Diablo is going to come back in some way because, again, this game is called Diablo. It would be weird yeah. if you had a character if you didn't have the titular character <laughs> of Diablo <laughs> in the game. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. For the most part, it seems like they're focusing on the story of Lilith, the mother of hatred. That's what it, that's what her little monkeyer. Monkier, monkier. Ah. How do you pronounce that word? Um, and uh, but yeah, she she seems awesome. Uh, like the introduction, the uh, opening cinematic for her was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, just looked awesome. Just some awesome imagery. Uh, the thing with Diablo Four is that it's also going back to sort of sort of the horror-y aspects. So in Diablo okay. Three, they kind of like went away and went away from horror and kind of made it more mm-hmm. bright. Uh, it was still kind of it's they're trying to they were trying to make it they were moving away from the the gothic the gothic okay. aesthetic that uh, Diablo 1 and 2 had and they were moving away from that and they're going back to that in Diablo 4 where it feels more gothic it feels more horror um I don't think Diablo was ever scary and, and so I don't think horror is the right word cuz I don't think it's all horror but they're going back to this aesthetic that they had in Diablo 1 and 2 whereas Diablo 3 Felt like it was trying to be more wow in terms of mm, um, okay uh, uh, in terms of its color palette and like the way the characters looked and stuff like that. If that makes sense, um, yeah. So yeah, um, oh man, God, I love Diablo, so I could talk about this all day. But I will rein so myself funny. in. What other questions <laughs> do you have, or have I answered everything for you? <laughs> no, I think you answered everything because I was that was actually you answered one of the questions. I was like, why is this game called Diablo? Um, <laughs> is it the devil? No. Um, and it's funny because I actually Googled as to why is Diablo called Diablo? And it gave me um, two answers. One, it gave me the demon yeah. uh, Diablo. But then it told me that the game is called Diablo because the creator lived near a mountain called Diablo. And he <laughs> wanted to make a game called Diablo. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, the the story is fun. Like when you dive deep into it, um, it there, there there is a story to follow. And it does make sense once you dive in, into it. It's just hard okay. for me to explain without sounding yeah. like a crazy person. <laughs> so. no, it make, makes sense. That makes sense. So, but yeah, I'm excited for it. I'm incredibly excited for it. I'm going to lose so many hours to it. I, so funny. I, I can already tell you, like, just based off of my experience mm-hmm. with this, unless like after, you know, the game gets released and it's like, oh yeah, this game go- takes a nosedive <laughs> after act one. Uh, but like based on just my experience with playing through the prologue and act one and just running around in this world, I easily see this game being like top five, uh, possibly my number one game of the year, depending like really? obviously there's a tons of other games coming out, you know. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep playing Resident Evil. Maybe maybe that will click with me. Star Wars uh, <laughs> Jedi Survivor comes out in the, uh, oh yeah in April, so it's like, or is it May? One of the two. Um, but yeah, like plenty of games are still coming. But I I see Diablo being very high on my list for game of the year. Like nice. It's it's really freaking good. Um, and I think it is a good jumping in point. Granted, I think Diablo three was a good jumping in point too. But I especially feel mm-hmm. Diablo four the quality of life updates and like the modern modernization of a lot of the aspects for it, I think is going to appeal to a lot of people. Um, Okay. Yeah. It's just a fun ass freaking game and it's open beta right now. So you have nothing to lose. Granted those podcast listeners, open beta has ended. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah, By the time this comes out uh, for the recorded version. Sorry guys. Um, Yeah. So (laughs) take my, 
take my thoughts <laughs> i'll talk about it again next week um yeah but nice yeah i plan on trying it out this weekend i'll probably play like a little bit here tomorrow or uh, um just seeing how i like it see if it if i vibe with it because i've never played a diablo game so yeah. uh, well, we'll hit me up and we can play together we can run through the world nice. together nice um, I we'll do play do. on hardcore, and I believe you have to be hardcore to play with me. So what? <laughs> you're, gonna have to, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to create a character that you're okay with dying. Uh, oh my gosh! My biggest okay. suggestion: don't play barbarian. Barbarian sucks. I do not like <laughs> barbarian. Do not like the barbarian at all. Um, Hilarious. But uh, yeah. Um, and if you play, you get a puppy. Here, hold on. Let me see if I can find the puppy for you real quick, so I can show it to you. Mm-hmm. It's adorable as all hell. <laughs> Let's see if I can show it to you. It's, a, it's adorable as all hell. Let me scroll down real quick. Where are you at? Here it is. There it is. All right. You see it? Little puppy right there. Little backpack. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Look at it. Oh, where'd it go? There it it zoomed in. Yeah. Oh, look at that cutie pie. Look at him. He's so cute. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. It's just a, the funny thing is, is that you'll barely be able to see it. <laughs> Because oh, so, the, the camera is, the way the camera yeah. is, you're barely going to be able to see it. But the idea of having it is awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you have to get to level 20 to get to that and all of that. But yeah. Uh, anyways, wind us down, Al. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Respawn Please podcast. Um, you can always catch the live version of the podcast every Friday at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, 8 p.m. Eastern. Or um, you can always catch the um, the the video version of the podcast uh, that drops usually on Mondays, as well as the audio version. Um, video version is available on our YouTube here if you're watching it, or if you're listening, it's on YouTube. Just type in Respawn Please Podcast. Make sure you like, subscribe, hit the bell icon to get notified when we drop more videos. Um, if you're watching and you want to listen to Respawn Please Podcast on the go, go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, everywhere you can get podcasts and just type in Respawn Please Podcast. It's right there. Make sure to follow the podcast on social media, on Instagram and TikTok, at Respawn Please Podcast, uh, on Twitter, at Respawn underscore please. And make sure to visit RespawnPlease.com for reviews, podcast stuff, videos, and everything, and more. And before we go off the air, <laughs> there's one more game thing that I forgot to talk about. Um, uh-huh. we're, we don't have to talk about it for an extensive period of time or anything, but uh-huh. announced this week, a gritty new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game oh, yeah. has been announced and it's going to take after God of War. And it's based on the Ronin uh, storyline and TMT, which apparently is one yeah. of the best storylines. Uh, I was like, oh, that I, I'm excited for this. Not a big teen, TMNT uh-huh. fan. But I like the mm-hmm. idea of a oh, God yeah. of War Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle-esque styled game. Just wanted to talk about that real quick. Wanted to throw that out there. It sounded cool to me. I look forward to playing it. Or no, yeah, it. It, <laughs> it looks super cool. I like because that's more of a gritty take on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's based off the last Ronin um, storyline where basically, no, well, kind of spoilers, where, um, not really, but basically the storyline is that of all the turtles, only one is left. And yeah. trying to get revenge on Shredder's grandson, if I remember correctly. Oh, the butcher's and, grandson. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, yeah, it's a very gritty take on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But I'm excited for that game because as soon as I said that it was going to, they said it was going to be like that and take after God War, I was like, oh, I'm in. I'm all for <laughs> yeah. that. I'm all for yeah. that. Yeah. So <laughs> I forgot to include that in the doc, but I wanted to throw that oh. out there real quick. And yeah. Um, anyways, uh, we are going to wind this down. Um, on Friday next week, we are releasing Your Lie in April uh, in the 
Review Please Anime Edition. We're reviewing Your yes. Lion April, so be on the lookout for that on Friday. And um, yeah, that's about it. Have bye. a good night, y'all. Bye-bye, you sons of guns. <laughs>